Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I'm always interviewing entrepreneurs, people doing things on the cutting edge and changing and impacting the world, recording those and sharing those with the world. So today we have uh, Joseph Rickards, and he's going to talk to us all about um, emotional and um, health freedom. He's a driven entrepreneur. He's a two-time best-selling author. Looks like he's been featured on Fox, all the major mainstream media news outlets, and you'll hear about his interesting story and so it's going to be a fantastic discussion. So, Joe, welcome. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. A pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I know it's uh, Monday morning, and you know the, but uh, I'm glad we were able to get you on and uh, tell us, you know, your story, how you got started, and what you do now. Well, I was going to say, you know, when you're a serial entrepreneur, every day is Monday. <laughs> but that, that's why I love what Napoleon Hill said. You know, it's talking about the four quadrants, as you put it, of freedom, um, time, time or emotional together. Napoleon Hill said, you never work a day in your life if you love your job. And that's why I'm happy to work Monday, Sunday, Saturday. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for that um, intro. Yeah, you know, looking at what you, what your podcast covers, you know, freedom, Freedom. I mean, isn't what we all really want in life? Freedom and happiness. Yeah. Is the kind of the goal of life. And really, there are four types of freedoms, as you put it, time, financial, emotional, and location. I never thought of it that way, especially the location thing. And so I would like to address kind of point by point um, those four freedom types, kind of um to adopt my my signature talk. Um, a little bit of background about me. I kind of went from rags to riches, back to rags, back to riches, back to rags. <laughs> it's like cycles of life for me. I was growing up, growing up on a small farm town in Grandview, Manitoba, Canada. And so I, I have those um, traditional roots coming from farming, you know. And then uh, I somehow climbed the corporate ladder in engineering. And then I figured out, you know what? I don't like this. In fact, I hated my job. So I, I left uh, my job at 160000 a year with a $100,000 expense account. I just quit because I, I realized life is too short. Um, and then 
I, I managed to succeed very well through real estate investing. I made it to $10 million in real estate assets personally and managed all of that. And the tenants, toilets and trash thing just drove me bonkers. You know, I just said, okay, passive income. They told me real estate is passive, but <laughs> get me out. So, um, and then life threw me the first real big curveball. And um, I was basically defrauded in a big way and I lost it all. It, it set up a domino effect and I lost I lost everything. I mean, we lived on a golf course in the Gallagher's in Kelowna, BC, Canada. Um, I had houses on the sea, on the lake, you know, the the sports car, the the speedboat, the jet skis, you know, the skidoo. I mean, all the, the toys and kind of lived the, the life of Riley, you know, as people call it. But at the same time, I realized I wasn't happy. We didn't have children. I was married. We didn't have children. But anyway, life just took it all away by the by the sheer chance of life. I lost everything. Um, the wife was the first to go. <laughs> then, uh, you know, then bankruptcy at the same time, really, in all fairness. And then homelessness. Hmm. And that was at the age of 50. So at the age of 50, I was looking like, okay, I got to start all over again. But you know that song by Garth Brooks, Unanswered Prayers? It turns out that that's the story of my life, Unanswered Prayers. Because, you you know, you, you pray for one thing in life, but God knows better. At the end of the day, he's no, he knows what's best for us. And I was not happy. Although I had a lot of assets and I had a great lifestyle, but I was unhappy. And my heart's desire has always been being a dad, being a family man. And... Mm -hmm. It had evaded me uh, till the age of 50. And so basically, um, bankrupt, broke, homeless, divorced, I decided I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for what I really want in life uh, because I've, I've had the money thing and the lifestyle and all that, but it didn't bring me happiness. So I set my sights on become, finding my soulmate, step one, and, and then being a dad. And I'm I'm happy to say at 57 that I've never been happier in my life. I have two darling daughters, age five and ten, and we have another one on the way at 57. So I'm an older dad, but hey, what you know, I I learned that regret is the hardest thing to deal with in this life. At the end of the day, regret. That's what guys and girls. I mean, everyone on their deathbed. That's what they speak about. What they shoulda, coulda, woulda done. And I just decided I don't want that. So. I guess if I have any message to, you know, surgeons, physicians, you guys that are, and I take my hat off to all of you because it's a job. I, it's not in me, but you guys serve, you serve people and you do an amazing um, job, amazing commitment. And, uh, you know, you improve life around the world, right? So you guys who made, what I've learned is that, you know, just make sure you you're doing it with passion that you love what you do and and that that's the main life lesson for me because I, I I don't have at this point in life I don't have the financial wealth that I had back then you know but it's okay I I'm very happy I'm I'm aesthetically happy with what we do you know um yeah <laughs> that's kind of a long rent <laughs> interesting 
no, it's a very, I can tell you're, you're passionate about life and you have a lot of zest for life and your energy, um, you know, which is really interesting is um, I like how you um, focus on your soulmate and your family and you very, you know, uh, so was there a proven path for you to create the family and to manifest your soulmate? Tell us more. Well, uh, there there is a proven path. I mean, this this is a great question, you know, proven path, because really, I think the wisest people, they look for the proven path because there's a path to success and there's many paths to failure. And I think wise and intelligent people look to emulate that path to success. And there is, there absolutely is. Um, and I kind of stumbled into it just because my best friend, who is also an engineer, from London, Ontario. He married a Russian lady. I think he was about 34, 35. She was 19 when he met her in Moscow. But anyway, they have five children today. They've been married about 20 years, maybe 18 years now. And um, his wife said to me, because his wife and my ex are best friends. And she said to me, you know, Joe, you and Olga are divorced now. And really, you need to get back on the horse, you know. And guess what? My sister is getting married in Sumy, Ukraine. And she's invited you to the wedding. And I said, hmm, Ukraine, where's that? <laughs> Let me look at the map. I I had no, you know, dream to go to Ukraine. But I basically had nothing better to do. Because like I said, I was bankrupt, homeless. I was living in my brother's uh, place on the side of a mountain in British Columbia. And just really contemplating the meaning of life, contemplating and, you know, going through the five stages of grief and of loss, because everybody has to go through that. And I was going through that. But I went, long story short, I went to the wedding. Um, I did meet a young lady there that I tried to court, but that wasn't in the cards for me. But in the process, I really fell in love with the country of Ukraine. I fell in love with the people. And I fell, I fell in love with how simplistic life is to them, how they treasure the simple things. Like what, it, like I just found that in the West, I just found that I really got caught up in one-upping the Joneses. And, you know, I had the, the car, the house on the golf course, on the sea, on the lake, just everything about materialism. And, you know, having lived in, so I lived in Ukraine for six years until Putin just recently kicked us out <laughs> of our estate on the Black Sea. But, um, yeah, I, I fell in love with the the essence of traditionalism that they're, you know, the, the, the Ukraine still lives about 50 to 75 years back in time. It really is true. Where on the weekends, you don't have to go to the yacht club, you know, yeah. and spend thousands. Instead, they spend about 20 bucks. They go for a shishlik, which is a barbecue, basically. And you have a barbecue on, on the riverside or in front of a lake. And you invite your friends and family and you have a chicken... Vodka, of course, you can't be without vodka in Ukraine, and some beer, and everybody has a good time. So I, I that's where I rebuilt, is basically, I rebuilt myself emotionally, because I was very emotionally just uh, empty. I was empty. Um, I was married to, you know, a, a great woman. I never say anything bad about her. We were best friends. Um, but it just wasn't in the cards. We couldn't have kids. And, you know, it, it just fell apart. Life happens, right? Mm. Um, but I met uh, I met uh, a lady. I, I dated in Ukraine. I, I should say I dated in Ukraine for some time. Um, and I, I will say this about path to success. You know, I wasn't so popular with the ladies in dating in Canada. You know, I'm a Christian fellow. So uh, 
I looked to, you know, and I it just, I wasn't a guy that attracted a lot of ladies for dates. So you couldn't say I was, you know, a stud or anything like that. No, it, it was kind of the opposite of the thing. So um, when I got back on, I go, okay, I'm back in the dating world. But in Ukraine, dating, if I can compare it, it's like shooting fish in a barrel, like fishing by, you know, shooting fish in a barrel. Or, or fishing with dynamite kind of thing. It, it's totally different. It's so easy. There's so many um, single, beautiful ladies that are looking for a good man, that are looking for marriage, you know, looking for family. That's the important thing in Ukraine. So I experienced that. And while I was healing, I did, I did a lot of dating. I did a lot of dating. And it's just, how did I date? I said, hi on the street. You know, it's like, it began with hi. And guess what? I met my current wife by saying hi in front of um, Ocean Plaza Mall in the capital, Kiev. And yeah, we dated, fell in love, um, got married on the sea, bought a house close to where we get married on the sea and lived in, for six years. Um, and just uh, so I realized from my journey that there's a lot of Western men that are also just kind of tired of what has become of the dating culture, the hookup kind of dating culture in the West, Canada, US primarily. And so we started what is now the world's um, highest reputation, highest marriage success rate marriage agency in the world called Match Guarantee, spelled mm -hmm. with Y.com. And fascinating. Um, yeah, what um, this is quite interesting because, uh, you know, just in terms of um, you know your experiences and then you went through it and then you manifested and then now you started a company you know it sounds like um something very positive um so uh what is this uh there's this idea of um uh this increasing number of western men choosing to remain single and uh, what what are your thoughts on that um, yeah, there's like groups like MGTOW, men that go their own way, which is, uh, I understand, in the millions now. I um, I just think they're so frustrated. We, you know, there's these terms called toxic masculinity now in the West. But what is that? No, men that beat women, that's not masculine. It's toxic, period. You know, like this whole term, it just seems like men are tired of... of um, of what's become of the institution of marriage and the risks of marriage. I, because I, I do male coaching, right. With, with, with my clients, right. We're the only one in the world that also has a lifetime match guarantee. That's why we're called match guarantee. So when you work with us, you're with us till life, till you get, till you get married. So unlimited dating, unlimited coaching, full team support until you get married. So I do a lot of coaching. So I hear the same common denominator of complaints of men. Every, it's like a broken record. And men, as a group of Western men, we're we're tired of um, the risks associated associated with marriage. Well, I should say divorce, um, which reminds me of a joke. What's the number one risk of divorce? I have no idea what what is marriage. It? Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it it's it's really sad. Men are afraid of divorce rate, which is an interesting twist because in in Ukraine there's divorce rate, but it's on the the shoe is on the other fit, foot yeah the women get to shaft interestingly mm. enough so mm. just as a sidebar but um yeah i think men have given up they're they're tired of the risks of you know having to lose it all if the if it ends in divorce mm. um 
And I think just there's many things men in the West are tired of. And the thing is, in, in Ukraine, all the things that we want, which is usually for most men starts with a traditional woman, you know, which is traditional roles marriage. That's alive and well in Ukraine. It's I, I won't say they're as traditional as they were, you know, 20 years or 30. No, it's changing. The West, the 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 infection it's 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 kind of infecting ukraine too but but still it's 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 predominant traditional marriages with traditional laws are predominant and that's what men want they want a feminine woman a feminine woman that wants to take care of the house take care of the kids take care of him and that's what is ukrainian woman i mean my wife spoils me something terrible and i love it <laughs> yeah interesting and um um what is the i guess this is interesting is what is the effect uh, that Western feminism has done to men in our, in the West? Well, I think it's done to answer your last question. It's alienated men to the institution of marriage. Now, yeah. I mean, we have this human need, all of us called sex, right? We all want it, men and women. So it's become a hookup culture just to satisfy that need. So it's being satisfied outside of marriage. It's hookup and Tinder, you know. By the way, did you know I went to the out I uh, went to the um iDate conference 2018 in Kiev, and one of the um one of the top CEOs in the world um of a of a dating company, um, Russian company, what's it called again? He said 40%, he said on the stage, 40% of Tinder's women now in America are bots. Mm, that's, that's what we've become. Yeah, interesting. Wow. Really uh, fascinating discussion because, you know, we're talking about different, you know, cultural shifts, you know, and um, I know I know you have uh, several resources. How can people follow you on social media, uh, check out your website and, you know, contact you? Yeah, thanks. I mean, um, if you're interested in understanding what you know, Ukrainian women are, and are they any different than Western women? That's the first step. And that's the step I went through when I went to Ukraine. And what I did is I interviewed 17 ladies, and I put it on YouTube, Ukrainian ladies. So that's how my quest began. Um, and I, I've done something really cool three months ago, I start, I, I said, you know, wouldn't it be cool, if guys could find the answer to this question, are Ukrainian women any different than Western women? And if so, how? how are they different? Wouldn't it be cool if they, it was a free resource? So I started a YouTube channel that's completely free. It's called UkraineDating.tv. Um, and we have beautiful ladies streaming every day, 365 days a year um, there. And you can even cam share with them so you can see them on camera, ask them any questions. And these are just average Ukrainian women. I get, I get accused of having picked the best of the best, but really they're just average ladies um, and they get paid $10 an hour to stream. It's a job for them, but they're so honest and you can really watch and talk to those ladies and understand what makes them tick. And well, you be the judge if they're the same as Western women. So that's what I would encourage you to do is just go to get ukrainedating.tv and just see, see if maybe they're what you're interested in. Hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah, so for all the audience out there, um, be sure to check out Joe's uh, resources and the links in show notes. Um, thanks so much for coming on to the show, and it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you very much. And listen, just as a sidebar, maybe you'd like to have another uh, podcast. I've 
re gotten back into um, real estate investing just because the perfect storm has, it was off the coast, but now it's hit. It's the best time to invest in real estate in 14 years. I, I, I was blessed to be, get a piece of it in 2008 in tax deed investing. And I'm, I just can't help myself. It's just, just so much money on the table now. Um, so if you want to have me back on it, happy to share with you uh, what I'm doing uh, now. Fantastic. Thanks. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.